Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I am your host, Justin Lamb. This is episode Suck It 63. Yes, 63. Wow. Yeah. Less and less listeners as time goes on. <laughs> I'm joined by uh, Billy Perkins, or as I like to think his radio name is, Willie P. Yes, that's that's very true. We're just discussing our future radio morning show. He's super excited about it. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> Willie P and the donkey. I'm already I mean, out. I'm the donkey. It doesn't scenario. matter. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to throw myself under the bus and you just won't let me. Um, we got a fun show today, a redo show. We recorded this. Sometime last year. Yeah. I don't know when. I was trying to think about that. Um, Probably about this time. I want to... What's that? Yeah. Close. Either way, the recording's all fucked up. (laughs) It's a great thing to find out after you talk about punk bands for two hours. Yeah, it's great. Or less. doesn't matter. Either way, we still got to drink. I think we drank KBS. Yes. Yeah, so I guess that worked out. Yeah, it was a win. It was delicious. (laughs) Still got to drink the beer. Uh, and we have, obviously, a different beer today, because KBS isn't in season, and if you follow the podcast, you know that I think founders can fuck themselves. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a good reason not to have KBS, as I stare at the sticker on my little beer fridge. Uh, but we have a fun show, as far as I'm concerned, because I get to talk about a bunch of bands that I like, and uh, when I edit this, I'm going to put all their music in here, like some you probably already heard. So I'm going to take a quick break, and open this beer Motion as my middle name. They had been less under the rain. No, so yeah, this week we're drinking uh, Rogue, Rogue Ales and Spirits, 2320 OSU Drive, Newport, Oregon. I didn't, I've never seen something with, they have their phone number, their address, and their website on here. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Sriracha Hot Stout Beer. It's the beer if you're in a liquor store. It looks like a fucking Sriracha bottle. It's got the rooster on there. It's got a green cap. It's perfect. Um, I put Sriracha on my Rogue, it says. Who cares? 55 IBUs, 5.7% uh, alcohol, so it's not it's not super high in alcohol content. I'm just wondering the heat. I, I'm very leery on these hot beers. Uh, you know... They're never... I, as, they don't meet my expectations with hotness, okay. I suppose. I like that that's the direction you went with that. I thought you were going to be like, it's too spicy. No. no. Uh, Definitely I was not. At, I was at Rochester Mills, and they did a... Because they do their 12 milkshake stouts or whatever Christmas. Yeah. Um, every year. And two years ago, they had one that has habanero in yes. their stout. And it was really good. Yeah. And so I was in their tap room and I was like, oh, you guys didn't do that this year. That sucks because that was really fucking delicious uh, beer. And the guy's like, hold on. Reaches under the counter and pulls out, you know, like the vanilla syrup you get for your coffees and shit? Yeah. He pulls out a habanero syrup. Really? And I was like, okay. And he squirped some in the bottom of the glass and then <laughs> filled the mug up with the regular stout. And it was He's fucking like, awesome. That's great. So I'm gonna I might invest in just having that at home. Yeah, that's not so bad. And turning all my beers into habanero beers. Because habanero ones seem to be spicy. Yeah, my favorite is the mine mocha mine stout. Mocha. Yeah, did you try the bourbon barrel aged yes, one? Yes, I have. Fucking awesome. Delicious. Uh so here we go. Rogue Sriracha Hot Stout beer. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Oh, yeah, after you swallow it. Yeah. 
It's got a little bit. A little bit. Not much. Not a little a lot, bit. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> again. Yeah. It could use a the little flavors more. there, but like sriracha, I think blows away like red hot and shit like oh, that. Oh, absolutely. It's way spicier. Yeah. So I would expect this to be a little spicier. But as a stout, it's not bad either. Yeah, delicious, delicious stout for sure. Billy's using my Nintendo game coaster. Super Mario Three. <laughs> Looks like a cartridge. Best find of this Christmas when I was shopping for other people. Found something for myself. That's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a uh, this is not terrible. <laughs> and if if you also have been following along, you might have heard me talk about a shorts beer. That's brewed with spruce. I'm going to make Billy try that eventually because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited about that. It's good to introduce it realistically. Uh, yeah, I, that's all I have to say about this beer. It's it's good. It's I don't think it's worth like $15 a bottle. No, certainly not. Yeah. This is like a $16 six-pack. Yeah, and it only comes in the 750-milliliter bottle, so like a wine bottle yeah. size. I always call these 22 ounces, but I feel like no one does 22 ounces anymore. They're all... They're all that now. Yeah, they're all like a fifth of liquor. Yes. I suppose that's exactly what it is. Um, why is that called a fifth? Let's let's examine math for a second. <laughs> what is 750 milliliters a fifth of? You know, it's about that much. No, what is it? That, the, no, that's the exact amount that a fifth is. Yeah. But what is that a fifth? Why is it called a fifth? What is 750 milliliters a fifth of? <laughs> That I do not know, my friend. It's fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, three thousand, three thousand seven hundred fifty milliliters. That can't be anything. That's gonna drive me fucking bonkers now. All right, sorry, I'm getting off track. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's really gonna that's really gonna bother me. I'm gonna I'm gonna use the jugal later. Uh, yeah, that's it. Beer, screw I'm, you, beer. I'm gonna talk about regular stuff now. I'm using it right now. Are you? Gonna, Are you going to find out? Good. I am. I want to get this answer. What is? Why do we call it a fifth? It can't be a fifth of a liter. Is it a fifth of a... What's a, What's next after a liter? A quart? Or is that smaller? Is it a fifth of a quart? Fifth of a... It's not a fifth of a gallon. That wouldn't make any sense. Fifth of a U.S. gallon. Is that what it says? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. That's a disappointing answer. You're telling me a gallon is a random number, like 3,750 milliliters? Yes. That's some bullshit. And on that note, we move on. If you were anything like me or Billy in the in the years of the '90s, especially the mid late '90s, you were probably listening to a lot of pop punk music. Yes, certainly. Lagwagon, Pulley. Oh, Pulley. <laughs> <laughs> Big Wig. Yep. Um, but three bands that were always I, I were always on and CDs in my shitty cars. Which that's a whole other episode. There, it's not has no. It's not an episode. It has nothing to do with the '90s. But I've rigged up stereos in my car. I always had cars with cassette players. Yep. So you have to get that little adapter. But I've also had cars where like 
that didn't even work? No, so I had stereo speakers in my back seat that were wired <laughs> into a headphone jack that I had like spliced nice. together that plugged into a disc nice. band. <laughs> That's safe. Yeah. That's I like safe. to ride in style. I'd pick girls up in that car. <laughs> oh, of course you would. Are you kidding? So the the three bands we'd like to talk about today, MXPX, Goldfinger, and Blink-182. I know Goldfinger teeters on the ska uh, tightrope. I don't know where I was going with that, but they're, I guess they're way more ska than they are. Yeah, but even their their punk songs are, are pretty punk rock. That's true. He knows how to yell in a in a melodic yes. way. And sing about immature, gross topics. Yes. Like every punk band does. That's good. Um, I'm trying to go... Who's furthest back? Oh, I guess MXPX. First album came out in 94 called Poconatcha. Uh, did not have that album, and I don't mm-hmm. know if I know anything on it. And it's the only album with their original guitarist, Andy Husted. Husted. Oh, Andy? You know Andy. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> uh, and MXPX was always, like, to some degree, a Christian band. I feel like they went in and out of actually caring about that yeah the different albums like there's obviously nothing christian about the song punk rock show on their next album but no um, certainly not the only single from poking at you ad no idea what that song is Mm-mm. nope i even listened to it when i set this up last year and i don't remember <laughs> Didn't it. recognize it yeah uh but the one that i think really got into people's minds into people's minds, into people's hearts. Yes. Into people's and angsty hearts teenage yes. hearts. Angst-ridden hearts. Uh, teenage Politics, 95, which had the single Punk Rock Show, which is a fucking intense song. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that on a compilation. Ooh, which compilation? Was, oh, gosh. I don't know. Possibly <laughs> even, comments. like, do you remember the beer goggles videos you could buy? Cinema Beer Nuts. Yes, And then Cinema Beer was. Goggles. Yeah, Cinema yes. Beer Nuts had... Well, that was the sec. Cinema Beer Nuts was the second one. They did something before that, and it might be the goggles. I don't. I don't remember. It was one but of those. I think had Punk Rock Show on it. I think you might be right. I know the second one had Doing Time, from Life in General. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but they were. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. Do you know any of those other songs? Teenage Politics, Money Tree. I know I've heard Teenage Politics. Bunny Tree does not sound familiar, but Punk Rock Show was my first introduction. And then right after that, I went and got the follow-up album, Life in General. Yeah, so Life in General, that was when I was introduced to him. It was Chick Magnet. It was either Chick Magnet or Doing Time, because Doing Time was at Cinema Beer Nuts. And then Chick Magnet, my buddy Chad. You know Chad. Oh, yeah, I know Chad. Um, He played that for me. And it had that fun bass line. which i still can't play and i feel like it's probably pretty simple it's so simple (laughs) i play it all the time still i don't even really play guitar um but that was the that was their first one that got really big commercial success eighty nine thousand copies which i'm gonna put that in perspective no doubts self-titled album i just learned this and you'll learn about it in two episodes um (laughs) only sold thirty thousand copies their first album, the so one. what songs were on there? Oh, their first album. Yeah. Were they standing under like an orange tree or something? No, that's oh no, dude, no. I'm way off. That's aren't Tragic I? Kingdom. That's that's the big one. That's the only one I know. That's it's nuts. I did a lot of research on them, and you I did a lot of no doubt research. <sighs> yeah, my mind's. I'm doing a whole no doubt episode in, Are you? in a couple weeks. Yeah, my mind is blown. 
Okay. Get off base. <laughs> I'll share some of it with you after this episode. Um, yeah, it sold 89,000 copies uh, before their next release came out in 98. Uh, it had, I mean, the singles were doing time, moved to Bremerton and Chick Magnet. I, I know every song on that album. Oh, absolutely. It's so good. And uh, this is one of those bands, too, Blink-182, who's also on today's little list, that do this. And maybe as a musician, you hate this as well, because it drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> Uh, they're a three-piece band. Yep. But they record two guitar parts. Yes, absolutely. It's <laughs> so stupid. Fucking nuts. So stupid. Because then I feel even more that I can't play it. Yep, absolutely. And it's fucking power chords. But they harmonize power chords. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's just mean. And what it's I liked mean. about MXPX so much was uh, they played so fast. All their songs were super, super fast. And the guy could sing really well. And Mike Herrera. Yes. Oh, what? You want more? I would absolutely love more. If we were both really depressed and this was scotch, this would be a different show. Oh, it'd be so sad. <laughs> Drinking a be full of, of scotch together. Be full of Leonard Cohen songs. and. Oh, man. I played Hallelujah last night. Yeah. Jeff Buckley version. Not really. I don't know what version I played. Uh, they're all the same. Exactly. But then I listened to the Jeff Buckley version. Shit's emotional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why. But anyway, <laughs> I can't stay on subject. <laughs> this is what happens. Me and Billy don't hang out much, so I'm throwing another We're all over the place. Uh, yeah, everything was super fast. Um, Punk Rock Show, I think, was probably the fastest song I've yeah. ever heard. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, even their start, one, two, one, two, three, four is done so fast, I don't even think I yeah. can say it at the speed that they do. Um, yeah. Life in general, though, that was... Each one of these bands has an album that I have listened to over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I repeat, full album. There's not a song on there I don't like that I don't know the words to. I love them. Uh, and that's definitely my album with MXPX. Oh, same here. I don't remember much of anything about their next album, Slowly Neither Going Away of the Buffalo. And it was 98, too. It wasn't like we were out of high school or anything. Not at all. No. Yeah. What? What? How did we miss this? This album, album came out, um, like right after I saw them. They were my first punk concert. MXPX. Really? Where at? At Clutch Cargos, which is now converted back to a church. This does not happen very no, often. No, is it really? Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that? No, I, I had was no like idea. Two years ago, I think less than Jake played their last show or played the last okay. show at the venue at the church. Yeah. 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 It's a church that was converted to a venue. Seen that in cities all over the country. Yes. But then it was converted back to a church after, like, what, 25 years of clubs and concerts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Debauchery. Yeah, like, when sure. it was a club night at Clutch Cargo's, it was Ugh. some trashy people. I know, because yeah. my brother worked there. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, now MXPX could go back there and play this Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo album, because according to your research, number oh. two yeah. on the top Christian contemporary albums. Yeah. Go back to church and play. Yeah. There you go. I get really bummed out sometimes when I find out a band is Christian that I didn't know is Christian. And I probably shouldn't. Because <laughs> most of their songs are never like... Overtly Christian? Yeah. Yeah. It's always like they mention God or something and be like, I believe in you. And then they talk yeah. more about, you know, fast food or something. They do it kind of in passing. Yeah. Like Five Iron Frenzy is one of those bands. I had no idea. Yeah. Five Iron Frenzy. Super Christian. And the more you find out, like... Once you find that out, you start hearing things, and you're like, oh, 
Yeah. Oh, I get that now. Like, yeah, yeah if I go. break these lyrics down in the middle of this song about them touring in a van, he's definitely talking about how he believes in God. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay. Uh, so you start to hear it for sure. And that's, yeah, MXPX Life in General. There's a song. Uh, I know that you believe you believe in the one you got up. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're waiting. Yeah. I know all the lyrics. I love them. Um, It's so good, though. Yeah. It's really, really good. Slowly Going the Way of the Buffalo, 98 is when it came out. Um, Title was taken from a fan's description of their degrading music. What? (laughs) So you're not the only one that didn't know about the album. Everyone else thought their music was going to crap and said it was slowly going the way of the buffalo what a what a pompous way to say a band's getting shitty yeah right <laughs> i'm gonna just start using that yeah fuck that guy how's work today oh it's slowly going the way of the we buffalo use that all the time <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean <laughs> um one single off the album i'm okay you're okay which one i listened to i remembered a little but uh, i don't remember that at all yeah it's just one of those it's funny it's one of these bands that was super influential in like pop punk like the whole yeah. scene uh and like their music's fine every other album and whatnot and i think they did stuff after the 90s i'm sure they did i always leave that off because you know podcast uh but life in general is on the album i yeah give a shit about i could even do without punk rock show yeah i said it 90 Whoa, seconds buddy. 90 seconds i could that's do without that that's all you need to make a good <laughs> punk rock song is about 90 seconds yeah, that's a lot of punk rock songs. Yeah. <laughs> most, most of them are under two minutes. Um, and then going back back in time, back in 94, MXPX released their first album. And the next year, 95, Blink-182 released their first album, um, which was called Cheshire Cat. Cheshire. I think I missed Cheshire this album. Cat. Really? Yeah. I think the, f- no, yeah. The first one I remember is Dude Ranch. Yeah, when Dude Ranch got super popular, um, I think they re-released Cheshire Cat. Because you can see in the picture, uh, they were originally just called Blink. Yeah. And then they added the 182 after this album. Um, Any idea why? I don't know. I'm sure it was something stupid. Like there was another band. There probably was. They had to pick a number. They probably just picked some random fucking number. Yeah. That's what I would assume from Mark Tom and the guy that was there before Travis. Yeah. (laughs) No one knows his name. It doesn't Actually, matter. Actually, I think I wrote it somewhere on here. Yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, singles were M&M's and Wasting Time. Now, I noted on here it sold 250,000 copies. But that was by 2001. Because once they got super big and people became obsessed with like Blink-182 is a fangirl band. So they had... Yeah, for sure. So many girls love yep. Blink-182 because they had hot guys. You know? Super hot guys. Um, I mean, Mark Hoppus. Whoa. I'd fuck Mark Watch Hoppus. Out. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Tom, I could do without. Yeah. He's a little whiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so when they re-released that, it continued to sell copies. And that's where it got to the 250,000. Still impressive by any means. But, um, you know, it took six years to sell that many. Uh, and that's what put them on the... On the charts, on the scene, on the... I don't know. Uh, Dude Ranch comes out in 97. This is their last album with Scott Rayner. That's the name of the drummer before Travis Barker changed yeah. everyone's lives. And changed Blink-182. Yeah. So good. He's so much better. <laughs> he's so... Well, just as a drummer, he's so fucking good. He's unbelievable. Good. He does so many side projects and stuff. Um, yeah. Dude Ranch. This has Damn It on it, which everybody knows. 
I so I guess I don't know this album as well as I thought because I don't know what Apple Shampoo is. So I feel that these names are kind of irrelevant <laughs> to what the songs are. Yeah, well, I know I know Damn It, I know Josie, I know Voyeur, which Voyeur apparently wasn't even a single, but it's so good, and I think it just probably got a lot of popularity because it was either before or after Damn It. I think maybe it was on like on the CD itself. Oh yeah, I'm not sure. It just came on, and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's just it just came on. Uh, one thing I loved about this album though was the liner notes because it really gave you a feel for like them as a band. Yeah, what were the liner notes? Do you remember? It was they were all in like Western costumes and like giving each other baths and shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. It was very like homoerotic. <laughs> that which is very Blink One Eighty Two. That is that is who they are. Um, but that was a, that was a great album. Damn it was like many other people's probably. The, the first like lead guitar part I ever learned on guitar. Yep. Oh, same here. <laughs> and I still fuck it up when I try. <laughs> it's like I know how it goes, but once you pick the speed up on it, yep. Oh god, that's a pain in the ass. It's one of those parts that you learn right in the beginning of playing, yeah, and you never forget. Yeah. That's like uh, I'll talk about it later, but uh, there's my first song I ever learned on guitar was a Goldfinger song. <laughs> All right. Real fucking easy one. <laughs> um. Dude Ranch, yay! And then Blink One Eighty Two got their shit together, and they mm-hmm. got Travis Barker. I forget the fallout. God, see, so, this is the go ahead. So I, I feel like I remember something like uh, the original drummer Scott hurt himself while on tour with the Aquabats in Blink One Eighty Two, and Travis Barker was the drummer of the Aquabats. Yeah, yes. So he filled in. Yes, because he's probably like, coming back I'm Travis me. Barker. This is just straight ahead punk rock. No big deal. Yeah. I can play all these songs right now. Yeah. And then it just stuck. Yeah. I just kept him. Uh, now you mentioned that. Now some stuff's coming back to me. Yeah. Cause it's funny. When we did this last year, I had just looked all this shit up. So it was all like, all bling, fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all these stories and shit. Uh, but yeah, Scott Rayner, uh, apparently like had a huge drinking problem. Like he took the fame. Is that what and, it was? And, that's how he got hurt because oh. he was fucking wasted. Okay. Um, and I guess the whole time they were touring from the first album to to the Dude Ranch album, they like he was just debauchery. Yeah. Like, he really leaned in hard to the the rock star lifestyle. <laughs> so uh, it was a good move. <laughs> yeah, certainly. I think they made the right decision. Lord knows that anyone would kick me out of a band. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at me. Right. Um, next up. Enema of the State. This is this is the first Blink One Eighty Two album that like didn't leave my CD player for a very long time. Oh yeah, it was and in I there for a long time. Know all the songs, all the words. Um, Travis Barker's drumming is like such a key sound change to the entire band. Yep, like dominates the songs without I don't know overshadowing anything. I also feel like Mark Hoppus sings a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. With of the State. Which I don't know what took them so fucking long to realize he right. has a good voice and Tom yeah. is super whiny, but that's super okay. Super whiny. Um, he makes for good songs like Voyeur and I'm trying to see. Oh, I guess he did do all the small things as Tom. But yeah, Adam's song, What's Mage Again? I'm sorry, I'm looking at singles from this album and those are <laughs> Mark Hoppus sings on two of the three as the lead. Um, came out in 99 though enema of the state this is another thing liner notes so the front had that nurse who i'm pretty sure is like a porn star 
Um, yeah, like like a real life. I think yeah, I think occupation. they hired like a porn star to do Clearly, it. she's not a actual nurse. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> but the liner notes of this one, once again, a bunch of they were in their boxers, very homoerotic underwear, just all lined up. Not just the band, but just a bunch of fucking random people. <laughs> And it unfolded, and it was just this long ass lineup of half naked men. I was like, "All right, <laughs> nice." Uh, this album went. Oh, I forgot to mention that Dude Ranch uh, went platinum in the U.S. That's really when they started blowing up. And then when Enema of the State came out two years later, five times platinum. God, that's huge for that's a punk insane. rock band. That's nuts. Yeah, I think Blink One Eighty Two is probably arguably the most successful punk band, like in mainstream success. Either them or Green Day. Oh yeah, Green Day. Sometimes I forget about Green Day because yeah. Green Day didn't—they didn't stay punk rock. No, they started going towards uh, pop, and then fuck when Billy Joe Armstrong had like his freak out, uh, like what three or four years ago. Like I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, this was so good. So they were there. He was playing like a benefit concert or something. Hi. Hi. That's right. I talk to people Hi. that the audience can't see. Welcome to the Low Overhead. That's the name of this bar. <laughs> um, even though I'm the only person that's ever been down here that'll hit his head. That's very true. Apparently I'm the fucking tallest person uh, I know. Katie, you have nothing to worry about hitting your head on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they were playing a big benefit concert. And it was like something like Usher or somebody was playing before Green Day. And they went over their time. Billy Joe Armstrong like flipped out. And like started yelling. He's like, "No, fuck this! We created punk rock. This is so mm. fucking. We've been doing this shit for twenty five years. Unfucking believable!" Like he took wow. it as such like a big disrespect thing. And I guess he like went to therapy after that. That's ridiculous. Uh, but that was no. That was like the last time they played live. I think. Really. And he like yeah he had a fucking breakdown on stage. <sighs> what an asshole. Um, fuck that guy. Yeah, I empathized a little, but I mean not a lot. Like. It's hard for me to feel bad for people that have, like, huge amounts of success in yeah. the line about it. <laughs> right? But, uh... So, I remember seeing some sort of punk rock documentary, and they talked about Green Day. Um, and they had to make the conscious decision to, quote-unquote, sell out. Or stay a small punk rock band playing with Black Flag and Yeah, I mean, why is it a like decision that? you have to make, though? I mean, Blink-182 didn't make that fucking decision. They no, they just... Keep making punk... They're, even like today, their new album's coming out soon. It's probably going to be kick-ass like their last album yeah, was a year likely. or two ago. Um, but anyway, yeah. So successful punk bands. <laughs> there's there's all of them right there. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Uh, so good. And five times platinum is nuts. That's like... What is that? How much is platinum? A million? Sure. So that was about five right. million copies sold. That's crazy. Gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how they calculate that shit nowadays. Just with downloads and stuff, like what counts? And what how if many... you're one of those people that just like picks out songs from an album and doesn't yeah. download the whole album? It's very. It's how very many tricky. listens on Spotify a day? <laughs> oh God, you have to factor in streaming now too, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I don't. None of that's going to make any sense. Um, <laughs> Google it. Uh, <laughs> it's fifth of a gallon. So, MXPX, Blink-182, the band they have in common. Mike Herrera, former lead singer of MXPX, who is now broken up, I'm pretty sure. I don't think they still make music. I don't think so. Um, he 
is now in Goldfinger, as is Travis Barker, one of Travis Barker's 9,000 projects that he does. Really? Yeah. He's the drummer for Goldfinger now. I feel I had the Goldfinger same reaction still, <laughs> last a year, year ago when, <laughs> when we, we originally this. recorded this. Yeah. Um, but Goldfinger's first album came out in 96, so this kind of went in order. MXPX 94, Blink-182 95, Goldfinger 96. Well done, Justin. Hey, I don't even plan that, I don't think. Um, and the horns on that album were provided by members of Real Big Fish and Hepcat, both great ska bands. Absolutely. I Real love Big Hepcat. Fish still rocks out too. Yep. Saw them like a year and a half ago. <laughs> yep. Crazy stuff. Yeah, pop that wine. You know the wine's open because my wife's down here. <laughs> you sure you don't want any of this sriracha beer? pretty tasty um it is it really is and uh hepcat is a hepcat's fun band i don't know many people that like hepcat it's kind of that i like genre of ska that's uh you kind of have to have a taste for it hepcat's one of those bands that somehow uh sometimes some of their songs make my white guilt go crazy and it's (laughs) it's just it's just fine but their horns their lyrics are all super super Um, good Yes, Erica. Erica has a question in the back. Do people call them Hep C for short? No, but that they should. So good. So good. <laughs> in case you couldn't hear that, Erica wants to know if people call Hep Cat Hep C for uh, short. Uh, so that's good. A, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, notable songs. The songs that most people were introduced to Goldfinger by uh, are the first two singles off this album. Here in Your Bedroom and Mabel. She's the bomb. That's how that song went. Yeah, I remember that. It sounds exactly like that. <laughs> uh, the drums in here in your bedroom is fantastic. And now that I just thought about that, I want to hear Travis Barker play it at a, like a concert. Do you remember the beginning? Yes, of I do. Because it starts with the drums. Yeah, it's a big like drum yep. thing. Um, you're entertained. Are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, Follow up is the album from Goldfinger that I listen to constantly and know every song and word. Song and word. Word and song? Song and word. I'm going to stick every, with that. Every song and word, too. Every one of the word <laughs> in the song. Uh, Hang Ups, 1997. Uh, horns again from Real Big Fish members, as well as uh, Angelo Moore from Fishbone. That's a band I could never get into. Yeah, me either. Too, they're, they're, too, they're too ska in a weird way. Um, singles off this. <laughs> singles off this. This Lonely Place. Superman, 20 Cent Goodbye, all super good songs. Yes, absolutely. And you probably heard a few of them in this podcast already because I always sprinkle in Goldfinger songs. I think Superman was one of my favorites Yeah, by Goldfinger. Superman's one I of the songs that... I think that was one of those, that, like, on, what was it, 89X? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that got yeah. radio play. Um, I think this Lonely... I think all three of those might have got radio play. I found an alternative station at my dad's house in Florida when I was there in the 90s. Yeah. I heard a Goldfinger song. I was like, oh, cool. Not so bad. Why don't we have cool stations like this in Detroit? No, we don't. You have to go to like Ann Arbor and listen to college radio. Um, yeah. Good, good band. <laughs> <laughs> Erica's lighting a candle, which can only mean one thing. It's time to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to make a fart Obviously joke. what it means. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm all thrown off. <laughs> oh, but this is the the secret track on this album, which is just an acoustic guitar and the lead singer whose name I don't know. Um, I don't remember a secret track at all. It was the first song I learned on guitar. Really? Because it's just acoustic power chords at this speed. 
Ding, 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 ding. Okay. That's easy. super easy. Easy stuff. And that's as good as I can play guitar today. So oh, I, really I don't know about that. Didn't do anything else. Well, I made them, I'm sorry, I made them full chords now instead of just power chords. So you're moving up. <clears throat> just, that's the extent of it. Uh, but yeah, three three of many, many, many bands. As I mentioned earlier, Lagwagon. I mean, do you have favorites that, that um, people don't typically think about? Lagwagon for sure. And Propagandi. Ooh. About No yeah. Use for a Name. Oh, yeah. No Use for a Name. That's a good They were one. fantastic. Yeah. No Use for a Name, I felt like, was that, that band is too cool for me to listen to. <laughs> Not by any fault of their own. I think everyone that listened to that band was more punk rock than me. And it's like, oh, can't do it. But they're so damn good. So good. Um, I recently, I took, do you ever, did you do Burn CDs a lot? Of course, okay, absolutely. Yeah. I did that incessantly. Superman was always on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I recently went through a binder I had of all my burn CDs from high school, and I tried to digitize as many of them as I could. Yeah. They weren't scratched to shit. Uh, Between the Sheets and Bramley, those are oh, in there. Oh, really? <laughs> I got MP3s nice. of that shit now. I would like to hear that stuff. I'll, I will give it to you. Um, those are Billy's old bands. He used wow, to get laid all the, the time. <laughs> yes, Erica has a question again. Superman by Five for Fighting? Nope. Is that what you're talking Thanks, about? Thanks, though. Nope. No? <laughs> you chimed in better the last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we get another fucking comment? The point of that <laughs> was I got a, I got a bunch of songs from Screeching Weasel. Who I completely oh, I forgot, forgot all about, about them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I can't think of a single one of their. I can, I can picture every one of their album covers, but I can't think of a single. I want to be naked. I want to be nude. I want to run around in my birthday yeah, suit. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> but you know, faster. And yeah. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> faster. Nice. Nasally. Yeah. Whiny. Yeah. I get nasally when I'm talking sometimes. And whiny. <laughs> 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 you want a microphone, Erica? <laughs> Alright, I got nothing else here. Me either. We'll take a little break and then we'll wrap it up. That's what she said. <laughs> Usually you wrap it up. <laughs> that's gonna do it now that the ladies are here and erica says it's fucking time (laughs) she lit a candle you know what that means everyone knows what that means we're gonna have to wrap it up and by wrap it up that's what she said no (laughs) no that's usually a safe bet though it's always safe to play that one yeah i want to thank billy for stopping by in the peanut gallery thanks guys (laughs) uh and yeah that's it come again Definitely Punk Rock Volume That's 2 episode. <laughs> yeah, we need to do a Volume yeah. 2. There's so many more than three bands. Yeah. And I re-downloaded. Uh, I, I never downloaded to begin with, but I, I couldn't find my copy of Hoss. Oh, man. So I, I just oh, downloaded yeah. it. We need to do Lagwagon, Propagandi, and No Use for Names. I would have zero to say about Propagandi. No effects. <laughs> Lagwagon, oh God, no, no effects. effects. Lagwagon, no effects, and No Use for Names. No effects, a band that has been together since the year I was born. And continues to put out albums. Are, Crazy. Is yeah. A punk band? 
Intercourse was oh, a sh- shitty Clarkson Let's end band. it right now. I've had enough. <laughs> I, well, yeah, they were in Orton. They worked at Harmony House. And they Harmony were House was terrible. Yeah. Oh, that's I a shame. I bet you did. Sicko. All right. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Uh, follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Beers and 90s, B E E R S A N D 90S. Email me, Beers and 90s at gmail.com. Email Erica at E R I C A J. Do you want me to give them your email address? W J L B. Okay. Uh, yes, W J L B. She's running a radio station now. She's doing things. She's got a lot going on. That's right. A lot on her plate. Ever since I stopped talking to her. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye